many of you know that you are a risen testimony? Yes, sir. I want you to repeat after me. I am a risen testimony. So you got to speak it in your life. You got to speak it in your life. I, I, know, I know right now you're thinking like, man, I, I've been doing some things. I got some things going on. I, I might not be quite there yet. But I need you to speak it into your life. Say, I am a risen testimony. Yeah, yeah, you got to speak it in your life. See, the, the one thing I, I want us to understand and know is that Satan will try to destroy the testimony. Meaning the evidence that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ has the power to change. He has the power to change lives and lead them to a hopeful and joyful life beyond what material things can do. Beyond what another substance can do. Beyond what people can do. We have all tried this stuff before. We have tried this stuff before. We have tried this stuff before to try to find a hopeful living, a joyful life, but nothing can compare to Jesus. We have tried the material things, and yet still, we're missing it. It's not something, it's just something's missing in our life. And we tried the substance, and, the, we, and, 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 and maybe an addiction has occurred in our life, and the substance is not it's not doing it. It's just not doing it. I'm still feeling some emptiness inside. I'm still feeling weak inside. And the substance is only a temporary thing. And oh my gosh, haven't we tried people? We depended on people to encourage us, to lift us up. And we depended on people to try to uh, 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 help us. But then as soon as people let us down, oh man, we find ourselves broken. Soon as a father has let us down, a mother has let us down, a brother or a sister has let us down, and now we feel empty inside. I know we have all tried this stuff before, but yet still we feel empty. Mark got something to say to us. In Mark chapter 8, in verse 36, Mark chapter 8 and verse 36, it says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole entire world and loses his own soul? So listen, we all know we tried this stuff before, but yet it's still, it found us empty. Amen? I wasn't saved all my life. And everything that I tried in the world just left me empty inside. And the Bible tells us in Mark, he says, for what will profit a man if he gains the whole world? And loser. So what he's saying is, is, we have been trying to profit from the world, and we are losing our soul in the process. We have been trying to profit from a substance, from either alcohol or drugs or, 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 or weed or marijuana. We've been trying to find happiness through a substance, and it's not profiting us nothing. We have tried people and friends and, and wives and husbands. I love my wife, but she is not the source of my joy. I love my children, but they are not the source of my joy. Because people can let you down. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. We're trying to find a prophet. 
trying to find profit what what we uh, what we lost in the beginning, and that is a connection with God. We're trying to find a profit, and the profit is is that in the beginning, when Adam turned his back on God, he lost something. He lost something. He lost the connection with his father, with his creator, and there was a void there, an emptiness there, and now we are a world living in sin, trying to profit what we lost, and the world can't give it to us. The world can't give it to us. Right. Trying to profit through another man. Yeah, yeah, we tried a man before. We tried to, to uh, 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 dial ourselves up and we tried to contour. Is that right? Is it contour? No? Yeah? Contour. We try to contour. And listen, it's okay to enhance the beauty you have with a little makeup. But man, when you totally remake your whole face in order to get a man, in order to attract a man, you're going to look. There are men who have divorced their wife. Because after they have seen all the contouring and makeup and everything, and now they lay down, they wake up in the morning, who is you? Look it up. There's the voices that happen over this stuff. Huh? Why? Because you're trying to profit from a man thinking that he's going to give you what you need. But when he truly sees and he can't understand, he might leave you. He might forsake you. But I know a father who'll never forsake you. Man, we tried it. We, 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 we tried it in women. We tried to find a, a, a profit from the woman. We tried to find a, a, a satisfaction. That's not even a word. Is that a word? No. <laughs> no. We try to, to find a satisfaction in a woman. Huh? Thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to add satisfaction to the dictionary. I'm going to We try to find satisfaction in all different types of women. We tried this woman over here, that woman over here, but yet and still, there's emptiness inside. After you have about uh, um, four, five, six baby mamas, whoo, the profit, it's not worth it. Huh? Children over here, children over there, and now you're trying to work and establish a job, and every dollar is gone. Trying to find to be satisfied. But you lost this profit. Maybe, maybe if I take uh, something that makes me feel good, maybe if I take uh, a little more drink, maybe if I take a little more weed, maybe if I take uh, a little more drugs, maybe I take a little bit more of this, maybe I can find the profit, what I missed, what I've lost. I lost something here. And maybe, maybe, maybe it's the substance that's going to give me some type of hope, some type of relief in this crazy world that I live in. I need to find some type of peace because this world, people, trials, tribulations, it's driving me nuts. It's driving me crazy. Maybe it's in the substance, but yet it's still, I can't find it. It's not profiting me anything. Going broke for something new and you know you can't afford it. Going broke for something new and you know you can't afford it. Oh man, it looks good for about a month. But at the time, at the time, trying to pay that note, trying to pay that bill, 
that things start looking ugly to you. It don't look as good no more. Because you have to try to give up your life, give up what you have because you're trying to fill a void inside. Putting someone down to make yourself feel good. Oh my goodness. Sometimes we constantly don't even do it, but we're purposely putting people down. We're trying to find something. We're putting people down to make ourselves feel good. Just on social media, just, oh, they ain't gonna make it. Oh, psh, forget them. They got that on their way. Huh? That ain't, that ain't you, that ain't you. Don't raise your hand. Listen, you don't know it, but maybe social media has been a way for you to profit through people. It's okay to post positive things and hopeful things, but don't let the comments or a like be the source of your being. Huh? Don't let the comments or the like, somebody don't like your post and then you're not talking to them for about three weeks. Somebody don't comment on your post and you're like, as soon as you see them, oh, you didn't even comment on my picture. Huh? We cannot allow social media and the comments and the like be the source of our joy, be the profit that we're looking for. But yet and still, if you post a picture and you don't get one comment, don't get one like, your heart is broken. Feel like nobody cares about you. Huh? The source of your being. You are trying to rise up out of this emptiness, but you can't find hope. And the lifestyle of the world and the things of this world will profit you nothing. You might say, I'm good. Preach, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. All, 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 all you want, all you want, all you want. I, I, everything you're saying right now, it sounds good, but I'm good, I'm good where I'm at, I'm good where I'm at, but, but I, I wonder why you can't sleep at night. I wonder why you can't sleep at night and why you're restless and why, why there's a feeling of being trapped. Huh? A feeling of being trapped where, where it just seems like has closed you in. What is this trappedness that I feel? Why do I feel I can't break loose? Why do I feel I cannot rise? I cannot break out? Because there is emptiness inside. How many people? Racine is known as the most most people, uh, uh, the minds of the trauma in Racine is ridiculous. How many children are on Adderall and, and how, many, how many people have to go to psychiatrists and counseling because of what's going on in the mind? They may have this in the world, they may have that in the world, but there is something missing inside. There is some emptiness inside. They feel trapped inside. They may have a good job. They may have a good relationship. They may have something good going on, but yet and still, there's some kind of trappedness that they feel. They feel trapped inside. The enemy is trying his best to destroy the evidence to keep it hid. He's trying to destroy the evidence. He's trying to keep it hid. What is he trying to hide? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Oh, my goodness. And when he says the God of this age, that's a lowercase g. Huh? That's a lowercase g. That's not the that's not the king of kings and the Lord of Lord. But there is a God here trying to blind the minds of unbelievers. Why? So they can't find the hope and the joy that they truly need in their life. 
so they can't find the trueness in God, so they can't find the glory of Christ, the Bible says, so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. We are lost without his image. We have lost our purpose. Do you know why you are here? Do you know why you are here? Do you know your image? Do you know that the enemy is trying to blind you and keep you from seeking Christ and allowing Christ to work in your life? Why is he trying to blind you so hard? Why is he throwing things at the things in your life, worry after worry, trial after trial, tribulation after tribulation, in your mind, and you're trying to find hope over here, hope over there, joy over here, and you can't find it. Why is he trying so hard to blind you from the word of God, to blind you from hearing the truth, to blind you from not receiving what you need to receive so you can rise above every obstacle in your life? Satan does not want us to rise in the new way of life That's right. that prepares us for the next life. See, we don't think about the next life. We always worry about this life. We only worry about, that's why we're trying to profit everything now here. We worry about this life and we're running and we're running and we can't find a hope because we're not even thinking about the next life. We're not even thinking about when I die, where will I go? When I lose my life, when I, what is the next step for me? We are going through this world like pilgrims. There is another road. There is another life. There is another thing beyond this life. Have you ever thought about it? Have you thought about it? Life that prepares us for the next life. We're not thinking about the next life. He wants us so occupied and distracted with this life on this earth to stay buried in our sins, to stay buried in our mess, to stay buried in our stuff. He wants the children of God. I'm not talking about the church. He wants the children of God to lose faith in the hard times. He wants the children of God to lose faith in the difficult times. He wants the children of God when we get a little rough, he wants to almost go back to what we used to be like. Huh? Don't make Jerry come out. Huh? Don't make Rachel come out. Huh? He gets us so distracted. He gets us so bogged down. He gets us so focused on the world down here that we're not thinking about what he wants us to do and prepare ourselves for the next life ahead of us. The enemy is trying his hardest to bring us down, to bring us in suffering, to bring us in pain, to where we only think about this life and this world. But I tell you the truth today. There's a reason why he's doing this going on over here. Wait a minute, God, I got that up here. Not, I, God, I can pencil you in right here. 
Um, when, when have we, when have we sat down and said, "Listen, God, let me, let me, let me, let let, let you guide my time. Let me put you first. Let let me let let let, let me hear you so I can do your will first. Let me let me uh let me postpone this so I can do your will. Let me uh, uh let me postpone that so I can do your will. Hey, listen, 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 y'all. I can't make it on Friday night because I gotta go to prayer. How many? Oh man. Hey, y'all. Hey, I can't. I can't make it to the eat out. We fasting today. The enemy is trying his hardest to keep us distracted and occupied because that's evidence. He knows that. You are the evidence. What are you the evidence of? He doesn't want you to become what hope looks like. He doesn't want you to become what victory looks like. He doesn't want you to become what overcoming looks like. Oh, man, he doesn't want the world to see what that looks like. So he keeps you distracted in the world, trying to promise something in the world, from the world, so people can understand what true hope and victory looks like. Oh yeah. Because that's the evidence. That's the proof. The resurrection power. And that power can live in you. How many know evidence is important? Huh? How many know evidence is important? Uh, 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 when you, uh, 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 some, of, some of us, uh, when you hold a text, you know what I'm saying, from your baby mama you, and your, uh, your baby daddy, listen, you like, listen, they think you good, I'm going to keep every text you send me, every text you send me, so if we do go to court, I'm going to show them right here on my phone, you want to keep evidence on how they really treat you. They may say, all oh, this stuff in court, da-da-da, pull out your phone, look, huh? Pull out that evidence. This is how he really is. This is how she really is trying to save every text. Nah, that might not be for you, huh? Trying to save everything because you really want people to see how they really are. You really want the judge, the, the court to see how that person really is because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not portraying the evidence of a lifestyle that they're supposed to in your life. And you want to show them the evidence, say, look, this is how they really are. I want you to understand and know that evidence is important. The evidence is important. Jesus is calling you out of darkness into the light to be the evidence of yes. With Christ I can rise. Jesus is calling you out of darkness into the marvelous light, into the evidence of saying yes. With Christ I can rise. With Christ I can change. He is calling you out of darkness. He is calling you out of darkness so you can say yes. I am the evidence of what happens when Christ rises in my life. You might feel like you're going to let him down. I know, I know some of us feel like, man, I listen, if I truly give myself up, listen, I'm afraid that I might let God down. I'm afraid that I might look like a hypocrite. I'm afraid that I, 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 might, not, I might not portray him like I'm supposed to. But guess what? It is not by your strength. Sister Gail put this on the bank app on Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. He said, it's not by my own might or my own power, but it's by his spirit, the Lord. Lord Almighty.
anxiety. Listen, you don't have to try to worry and think about, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I, I, there's some things I still got going on in my life. God says it's not by your strength. It's not by your power. It's not by your strength or power that you can change your life. He's saying, come under my spirit and I will give you the ability and the power to change. Stop shorting yourself. Come under the spirit of God. Humble yourself under the Lord. Humble yourself under the spirit of the Lord. Humble yourself under him. Humble yourself under him and watch him begin to work on your life. Stop trying to do it by yourself. Stop trying to do it on your own. Stop trying to make this thing happen. You can't change on your own. Stop shorting yourself. Get under the spirit of God. And watch him do the work in your life. Watch him do the moving in your life. Watch him, watch him, watch him do it for your life. I know you have a heart to change. I know you have a heart to be better. But you got this the enemy in your mind saying, listen, you know you're going to go back. You know you're going to do the same stuff you used to do. You know you're going to go back and mess up. You know you're going to slip up. But I tell you the truth, the enemy is alive. It's not by your strength. It's not by your power. But it's by the Spirit of the Lord Almighty. By the Spirit of the Lord Almighty, just stay under the Spirit of the Lord. Just stay under the Spirit of the Lord. He will build you. He will sustain you. He will keep you. He will hold you. He will keep you. He will not let you go. He will hold on to your heart. All you have to do is have a desire. All you have to do is want it. 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 And let him change you. Stop allowing people to shut you down. Stop allowing people to start pointing out your sin. Stop allowing people to say you're not good enough. Stop allowing people to point things out. You got to do this. You got to do that. Just get under the spirit of the Lord and watch him teach you. Oh, Jesus. That's why the church can't grow now. Because we're not allowing people to stay with the spirit of the Lord and allow, allow ourselves to work with somebody. Can we get side by side with somebody when they're going through their pain and their suffering, when we're going through their addiction? Why we got to judge so much? Can we just work with them side by side and say, brother and sister, I'm with you. You're still saved. God still loves you. You're going to make it. You're going to overcome. By the spirit of the Lord, you shall rise. You shall rise. Your eyes. Satan is afraid of this. Mm -hmm. yes. Satan is afraid that you might hear this and rise. Satan yeah. oh, is afraid right now. He's shaking right now. He's afraid that you're really receiving what I'm saying. He's receiving that you're receiving the word of God and he's afraid that you might rise. And right now, he's probably speaking things in your mind, trying to get your mind off the word, trying to get your mind off of what I'm saying, trying to get your mind on what God is trying to tell you. But listen, I'll tell you the truth today that Satan is afraid. He's afraid that you may rise. He's afraid the saints might get encouraged and rise out of their slump. He's afraid that the saints might rise out of their slump. If you keep rising, others will believe. That's why he's afraid. Because if you rise, if you tell and say, listen, I'm standing under the word of God. I'm standing under his spirit. I, I want to change. And he's the only one that can change me. He's afraid that others will believe. Oh, man. He's afraid that you will rise. Because others will believe. Remember, remember, remember what I said last week. Remember the reason in John chapter 12, after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, they tried to kill Lazarus because they were afraid others would believe? Yes. 
When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, the chief priest said, listen, we can't have nobody believing in Jesus. We can't have nobody believing that they can rise. We can't have nobody believing that he has the resurrection power. Let's try to kill the miracle. I want you to understand today, I want you to understand today that the enemy is trying to kill a miracle. The enemy is trying to kill you. He's trying to destroy the miracle that Jesus is getting ready to birth in your life. He is trying, you are the miracle. You are the miracle of change. You are the miracle of change. Oh my God. How many people, how many people would see if they saw a drunken stupid, your cousin or whoever it may be, he was strung out on drugs. He was strung out on and all of a sudden you begin to see him change. All of a sudden you begin to see how he dressed. He begin to walk differently. He begin to talk differently. He begin to not drink as much. He begin to put away the alcohol. All of a sudden he stopped smoking. All of a sudden you're like, my God, what is going on in your life? What has happened in your life? See, the enemy is afraid of him being a miracle. The enemy is afraid of him believing in Christ because you're like, man, if Bob got saved, if Bob received Christ, if Bob can change, oh my God, I can change. Because you're like, Bob, Bob was messed up. Bob was messed up. He was strung out. He was this close to death. He was this close to dying in the sin. He was this close to being whipped up, beat up. He was done. Everything he lost, he lost his job. He lost his family. He lost all God. Now all of a sudden, Bob has changed. Now he got his family back. Now he's working a good job. What is going on with Bob? The enemy is afraid that you will begin to believe because Bob became a miracle in your life. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Your change, your life will change. When your life changed, you will become a miracle for somebody else. When Jesus was buried, they took precautions. They took precautions because if he rose, there was a fear that others might believe. Mm. <laughs> see, 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 they, see the chief priests, they said, listen, we got to make sure this man don't ride. We got we to gotta make sure this brother do not ride. We got to make sure the disciples won't come. We got to make sure that they won't try to steal his body. So Pilate, Pilate in Matthew 28, he said, like, listen, we got to take precautions. See, a lot of people don't understand, you know, when Pilate said, listen, I'm going to send uh, I'm going to send, uh, send a guard and guard it well. He said, send a guard and guard it well. A lot of people don't know it wasn't just one or two guards. In Roman time, in Roman, when they said guard, it meant a fleet, it meant a squad. They had about 16 plus guarding the temple of God. Not only did they guard the temple of God, but they put a seal around it with clay and they sealed it with a Roman seal. And what that seal meant, that seal meant, if that seal was broken, you will have the whole army, the whole Roman army after your tail. You will have the whole Roman army after you, running after you, seeking after you. If you break that seal, the Roman army was nothing to play with. The Roman army was not, those, those soldiers were trained since birth. Those soldiers did not play. Them, oh my, you do not want to mess with a Roman soldier. And now you're talking about a seal that if it is broken, you will have the whole Roman army after you. So he sent the guard. He sent 16 plus men to guard Jesus' tomb. Then they put a seal around it to make sure, listen, you know the Romans got this on lock. You know the Romans got this thing trapped. And then on top of that, they rolled a 2,000, 4,000 stone yeah. over his grave. 
Listen, in that time when they would put a song, it, it only took two men to actually roll it. But when it dug into the groove, it took a lot of strength and power to roll that stone. No mere human, no mere mortal, no one man could roll that stone out of the groove that it was in. That stone was either two to four thousand pounds. Somebody did not want Jesus to rise. Somebody was afraid that if he rose, that if he rise, someone might believe. They had 16 guards. They had a 4,000 pound stone rolled against them. Then they put a seal around them to make sure that no one would break that shield to have a whole Roman Empire behind them. But guess what happened today? I want you to understand something. I was uh, the 16 guards that were guarding that thing. They 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 had to take this thing seriously. You know why? Because Pilate didn't play. If you fell asleep while you were guarding, if you fell asleep while you were guarding, you will be taken and you will be beaten. Not only you will be beaten, but you will be burned to death. If you messed up, you will be beaten and then burned to death. But something happened on this day. With all the Roman Empire power, with all the seal that they had around the stone, with all the 4,000 pound stone, with the 16 guards, you've got the disciples, they scattered, they ran away, no one there to save Jesus, no one there to bring them out. Then all of a sudden, the third day, an angel from heaven came down and rolled the stone out of the way, moved the guards and put them to sleep. They were so afraid, they could not understand, they could not comprehend. They just stood there, almost in death eye, not understanding what was happening right now. And here comes Jesus. Guards, where you at, seal? Where you at? Four thousand pounds stone. All of this, all of these precautions to keep Jesus from rising. Why? Because they did not want him to be a testimony. They did not want him to be the risen testimony where people will be, be, begin to believe and trust in God. Listen, it, 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 the reason why the chief priest was trying so hard, they thought they won. They thought they won the battle. They thought they had Jesus locked up. They thought they had enough guards. They thought they had the whole Roman Empire behind them. They thought they had this thing on lock. There was no way the disciples could steal Jesus. There was no way that Jesus could get out of this thing. He was locked. He was on lock. There was no way to get loose. There was no way to be free. But thank God Almighty that he has the power on the resurrection power. He has the power to rise above anything in our life, anything that he goes through. He has the power to rise above it all. Jesus is the victorious one. Listen, Satan feels like he got you on lock. Satan feels like he got you on, on lock right now. Satan got a, a 4,000 pound stone across your life. Satan got a, a, a guard, a, a 16 Roman guards guarding you. He got demons and spirits 
guarding your life, making sure that you don't rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got a seal upon your life saying that you will never rise upon above your addictions, above, above your depression, above your worry, above your fear. He's got all this stuff locked up, on, locked up in your life saying that you can't make it, that you can't rise. Listen, this is what Micah says. Micah is a prophet and he saw the future of the church in Micah 7 and 8. He says, rejoice not over me, oh my enemy. See the, see the, See the chief priests, they were rejoicing. They were like, yeah, we won. We got it. I promise you today, the enemy is rejoicing over your failures. The enemy is rejoicing when you can't rise up. The enemy is rejoicing and he's clapping his hands when you hold hatred in your heart. The enemy is rejoicing and he's clapping his hands when you get angry and you get and you get upset and you and you call sin with your anger. The enemy is clapping and he's raising his hands and rejoicing when you're filled with depression. The enemy is clapping his hands and he's rejoicing when your mind and your heart is filled with worry, when you're stressed out, when you're contemplating suicide. The enemy is rejoicing. Yeah. I got him, I got him, I got him. He's rejoicing when you can't break your addictions. He's rejoicing and he's clapping his hands. But Michael said, oh my God, rejoice not over me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. He said, when I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light to me. Listen, when you sit under the spirit of the Lord, when you sit under his covering, when you sit under who he is, it doesn't matter what you fell from. It don't matter your past sins. It don't matter how far gone you think you are. Just sit under the spirit of the Lord. Just sit under the who he is and you shall rise. Let the enemy rejoice right now if you want to. But stay there right now under the spirit of the Lord. Come into his presence. Come into who he is. Just stay right there and watch your life rise. Yeah, he might be rejoicing right now over your slip-ups, over your mess-ups. But if you stay under Jesus, if you stay under who he is, I promise you, I promise you, you shall rise. You're going to rise. You're going to rise. You know how I know that? Because, listen, listen, listen. The word of God says in 2 Corinthians, I'm getting ready to close. The word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, he says, we now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like a fragile clay jobs. Listen, we might be fragile. We might be fragile. We've been through some things. We've been hurt sometimes. We're like a fragile clay jobs contained, but we're containing this great treasure, this great treasure in our life. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. This great power is from God. It's a great treasure that is deep down inside your life. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Say, I will rise. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Say, I will rise. We are perplexed, by not, but not driven to despair. Say, I will rise. We are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. Say, I will rise. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. Say, I will rise. We got knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Say, I will rise. No matter how much the enemy think he has you, no matter how bad you may feel about your life, no matter how far gone you think your mind is, God says, come unto me and you shall rise. You will not be destroyed, saints. 
shall rise. You shall rise. You will not be destroyed. You will not be destroyed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't allow the enemy to keep you trapped. Don't allow the enemy to hold you and contain you to feel like you can't overcome. Don't allow the things of this world to listen, I'll give God another try another day. Think about the next life. Think about the next life. Think about the next life. God is calling us. God is calling us. Let us stay. Thank you, Jesus.